The following programme is made possible by the friends and partners of Creation Today. Our public education system is out of control. The reason there's been a plan in place for over 100 years to use the education system to systematically change the way future generations think. It has been a means of social programming. Now it has become uh, extremely obvious in recent years that parents are no longer in charge of their child's education in the public schools. That task has been taken over by individuals and corporations who use their money to influence what is being taught to our children. Today, we're exposing the secret plot that's going on in public education. You do not want to miss one second of this conversation. I actually did have elementary school students who identified as transgender, fourth graders, and they were in my class daily. So what was I going to do, right? In Nazi Germany, students were encouraged to report whether their parents were Nazi sympathizers or not. So there is that ideological wedge being driven between parents and children 80 years ago. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. Hey, if you're new to the Creation Today Show, my name is Eric Hovind. I'm your host for this show. We're on a mission to disciple the world one person at a time. So if you have questions about how God's world and God's word fit together, this show will help take those stumbling blocks and turn them into stepping stones on your journey to know the truth. Hey, uh, shout out Creation Today Partners. Great to have you guys hanging out with me today. I am enjoying a beautiful 65 degree day here in Pensacola, Florida. Anytime you want to go on a little vacay and come down to Pensacola, please stop in and say hi while you guys are here. I appreciate it when you guys do that. Some people have, and you're welcome to, okay? A couple of dates uh, or updates, excuse me, for you guys. Um, wow, you are making a huge difference. Uh, our friends over at Reformed by Christ uh, Instagram page have been editing the content of these shows, and they've been they've been sending the content of these out to even more people through our social media platforms. You guys, partners, you're literally reaching millions of people around the world. It it it, it blows my mind what what we are able to do together. Thank you for making a difference in individuals' lives through your partnership with Creation Today. I wanted to let you know about another opportunity that's coming up in October. Creation Today has been asked to be part of a, a representative creation group to Germany for a large creation conference called Createcon. Uh, I, I am really excited about this, but we do have to raise the funds to get there. Uh, if you'd like to partner with us on another level just to get us over to Germany, this is, when you think about evolution and you think about Darwin, then you think about uh, the Charles Darwin's bulldog, Ernst Haeckel, who really took uh, evolution throughout Germany and caused it to be to be taught Germany first and then throughout Europe. You go, wow, this this was the the battlegrounds. This was the, the foundation, the starting point. And uh, I'm excited to see a creation conference being held in Germany, and even more excited than that, 
the, the opportunity to be part of such an incredible conference. So if you'd like to partner with us to help make that happen, to take the creation movement over to Germany, we'd love it for you to do that. Just send me an email, ericoven at creationtoday.org, and uh, let's figure out how to partner together to do that. Uh, quick shout out, uh, by the way, to all of those who are on social media and television and podcasts. We are so thankful that you're taking time to be discipled through these weekly conversations. Uh, if you're not already a partner of Creation Today, my partners, they join me live right here, uh, like Lisa and PK and Sue and William, Diana. Uh, you're welcome to be a partner. Actually, I don't know what you're waiting on. Uh, you can make a difference in eternity with us. Head on over to creationtoday.org partner, and let's change the world together. Uh, I love taking this information, putting it out there that goes into people's minds, and allowing God to do the work that only He can do, using this information to change people's lives. Guys, the topic today is vitally important. My guest today is a former homeschooler and Christian school teacher and then public school teacher. He chose to leave his career as a public school teacher because of the enormous conflict between his beliefs and the vain philosophies he was required to teach. In his debut book, Conflicted, he writes to challenge public school teachers and parents of students to consider if they want to remain a part of a system that is, in fact, corrupting children. He hosts a podcast entitled The State of State Schools. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Mr. John Stamper. John, welcome to the Creation Today Show, sir. Oh, thanks for having me, Eric. Hi, everybody. I am blown away at what you've done in this book and what you, the decision that you've made, I'm sure that couldn't be easy to leave a career and say, I'm going to start all over because I got a message that God wants me to, uh, to declare to the world. How did that happen? You're right. It certainly wasn't easy. You know, hence the name conflicted. Um, you know, I was a teacher for 13 years and loved my job, loved my career, worked hard at it. But as you mentioned, when I was, you know, faced with, uh, you know, this indoctrination going on in schools it was a real conflict, a spiritual battle and something I wrestled with uh, for months. And I know teachers and parents just like me are, are wrestling with it right now. So hopefully this book, you know, helps teachers make decisions and uh, helps parents make decisions as well. Well, I tell you what, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get your hands on this book, Conflicted. I'm going to make it really easy for somebody to get their hands on this because I'm going to give it away, okay? I want to do a giveaway of this book to several people. Um, Kent, what should we do here? Oh, you got a, oh, you got a question. Um, if you want to get a copy, a free copy of Conflicted or be in the drawing for a free copy of Conflicted, in the comments right there where you're watching on YouTube or on, on Facebook uh, or, or live right here with me, Kent wants you to to type in the comments, what was your high school mascot? And if you were homeschooled, I guess that means you get to pick whatever animal you had at the house, okay? What was your high school mascot? Just put that in the comments and start letting us know where your high school mascot is. And that, Bulldogs, Diana. I was Warriors with Marlissa, yeah. Um, put those in the con. A gopher. Wow. Are you from uh, Nebraska? Uh yeah, man, the Tigers, the Islanders, the Rail Splitters, the Cardinals. Uh, man, isn't it fun to, to get around a, a team and have a mascot? Uh, I, I, I tell you what, guys, we're going to be talking today about the public education system. And I think 
I think John, based on what he's written here and what I've read in this book, is probably going to have some advice to those of you that are in the public education system. So I want you to stick around and hear that. You guys keep putting in your comments there. Uh, and uh, at the at the end of our social media time, I'll, I'll pick a winner here for this conflicted book. By the way, if you don't win this book, uh, just chapter number four, uh, John, you go through the data of what's going on and what they're teaching and what has come into the public education system, starting on page 39, and it's a long chapter. And it is worth every single penny of this book just to know what's going on just those a uh, couple of dozen pages in chapter number four is powerful but i, I don't want to i don't want to get ahead of the game let's start by just going john you're the expert you've been there done that now you're writing about it what's going on in the public education system john well there uh there is a concerted effort i believe um one to indoctrinate children with radical political ideologies and then uh, just as disturbing or even more so is you know the undermining of parents and kind of the undermining of the family unit um and uh you know so i i i don't know if i'm call i would call myself the expert but i can uh definitely share my personal experiences and i think um i can relate to a lot of teachers and families out there having been a former homeschooler myself and public school teacher and private school teacher. I've kind of seen both sides of the coin. Um, so I feel like I have a unique perspective on these things uh, and a Christian biblical worldview. So hopefully my personal experiences can uh, help teachers and parents out there and you know I can relate to them in some way. I did find that interesting. You really have done the whole gamut. I mean, from homeschool to Christian school to public school, and now you actually teach as a teacher for master books, right? Right. Yeah. So when I left Chicago Public Schools a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to uh, start making online courses for homeschool families, which is really, really cool. Um, and it's a Christian homeschool curriculum. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool opportunity. Well, you can get those from Masters Academy uh, from our friends over at Master Books. They, they are I, I cannot understate how amazing they are, uh, what they've done. Uh, John, I don't know if you know this. I've I've interviewed Randy on the show. Randy was a was one of our guests to talk about education. We think education is so important. The Bible is very clear. Education is important. So we did a show with him. We've done a bunch of different shows on education specifically, including critical race theory. We think this is really important, and we want people to be educated on it. So uh, I, I love it. All right. So with your with your wide gamut of 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 going through all the different kinds of education, well, walk us through what's going on and what we need to know about the public education system right now. Sure, uh, I'll just start with my personal experience when I was teaching for Chicago Public Schools, and feel free to jump in anytime. So um, I worked for Chicago Public Schools just for one school year. It was my last year actually as a public school teacher uh, in 2020, 2021. So this was right in the middle of COVID. Um, we started school virtually, everyone was at home, so online learning. Uh, in the fall of that school year, I had to complete teacher training, which is very common. I have to do that every year, nothing new. And you would have thought that, you know, in this unprecedented time, we're all virtual, we would have had instruction on how to manage a virtual classroom. But instead, uh, we received instruction on gender theory, critical race theory, and how to implement these ideologies in our classroom. So, um, you know, in some of the topics like intersectionality, where, you know, people are divided into one group or the other, and 
it pits what it eventually does is it pits classmates as enemies it pits wow. colleagues as enemies because you're either in one group or the other you're the you know the privileged or the marginalized the oppressed or the oppressors and so these are the things that my employer was compelling me to implement in my classroom and something i i couldn't do in good conscience what do they do to teachers to, i mean i i'm still trying to figure out how they get teachers to just walk down this road with them and is there a lot of uprising against it? Is it, are there questions like, are we, should we really be teaching that? Or is it just, most teachers are just, oh, this is it. Just go with the flow. What's that like? Personally, I feel like there's a little bit of everything. Um, certainly there are activist teachers who love that this stuff is coming down the pipeline and they love putting it in their classrooms. Then you have teachers who are maybe afraid to speak up because they don't want to lose their job. Um, I was, I considered that as well. I was one of those people. And then you have people who just won't stand for it. So there's a little bit of everything going on, but like, you know, one example to give you a hard example of, um, some of the training was one was on the gender unicorn. Um, this is like a, it's a graphic. It kind of looks like Barney, the character Barney. Uh, this was intended for kindergartners. It was explicit in the video portrayed as just a cute character that your children love. It, it teaches five years old or five-year-olds about the different genders that they can be, the different genders they can be attracted to, men, women, or other genders. So from five years old, it's sexualizing children and starting them off on this path of gender confusion. This is what we just had a debate over here in Florida recently, and Disney got behind the, uh, the opposition to what they called the Don't Say Gay bill, but it was, it was really a bill just going, hey, don't talk about sexuality to kids. Like this is not your con teacher. This is not your conversation to have with the kids. And that's what we're finding is, is a lot of the LGBTQAI plus plus community going, I got an idea. Let's go be teachers so that we can actually indoctrinate the kids with our ideologies instead. Education is powerful guys. Education is powerful. You remember the teachers that had a big influence in your life. Um, okay. So, what kind of, what other kind of stuff are they teaching? So another really big topic in the teacher training was intersectionality. Um, in intersectionality, the idea is that, uh, you either have certain privilege or you're marginalized. And I can give you some of the examples. The graphic that was presented, uh, is called intersecting identities. Um, for example, privileged groups consist of Christians, white people, and I'm looking at the graphic right here, word for word, men, um, homeowners, heterosexuals, adults, native English speakers, they're all considered privilege. So if you're not in that group, you are marginalized, but here's the kicker. The quote unquote privileged groups are assigned tactics of abuse. They're just abusive just by being. So for example, Christians, according to this training, Christians are emotionally abusive toward non-Christians. Men are emotionally abusive toward women, right? So just by being there, this doesn't take into account your actual behavior, your actual character, just by the color of my skin, by my religion, my faith, I'm guilty, right? I'm the bad guy. So like I said earlier, it pits students against each other. You know, it pits colleagues against each other and there's no way you can win, right? If you're privileged, you're the bad guy. If you're marginalized, you're the victim. And there's, there's no way to get out of this, either of these, according to the training. So it's just a perpetual cycle of, you know, it promotes hatred. That's all it does. 
So if you're, quote, privileged and you speak out against this, they say you're doing that because you're privileged. And if you're somebody who thinks critically and you're part of the, quote, marginalized, and you say, no, this isn't true, I'm not marginalized, they say, oh, well, you just don't understand. You, th this hasn't dawned on you yet. It, it's true. Now it's a matter of if you don't believe it, you, you got a reason for not believing it. Yeah, they would just call it, say, oh, well, it's just your ignorance. You know, you need to be educated. But it totally removes, uh, you know, the agency of the individual, right? It, you're, it's groupthink. You know, it's collectivism. Um, you know, but these, as I talk about in my book, these are tactics. They're not new. These things have been done before, you know, throughout the rise of Marxism and communism in the 20th century. These same tactics have been used over and over and over. Um, and that's something I feel like a lot of people are unaware of. They don't, you know, realize the origins of this kind of stuff. Um, so that's just part of, you know, why I wrote this book. And I, I hope parents and teachers can become more aware of it. Talk about how they tried to indoctrinate you with this. What was that like? Like you, you go into a meeting or you're sent an email or they give you a phone call. What's it like to be given this information and encourage to teach this information to your, 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 your students, even though you're trying to deal with virtual class, you, you got all kinds of issues that have nothing to do with these things. So a couple of things. Um, so all of this was through teacher training, which was remote. It was all online. We weren't in, in the building yet. Um, so I did this on a computer on my own time at home, right? And I just went through this training. And I, as I was going through it, I was like, where is this coming from? This is totally new. This is unlike anything I'd ever seen. So I started kind of taking screenshots of everything. But um, for example, part of the training, they talked about always using preferred pronouns, always affirming a transgender student. These are the best practices, right? So this is where I had a conflict because I actually did have elementary school students who identified as transgender, fourth graders. Wow. Um, and they were in my class daily. So what was I going to do, right? So, you know, if I, if I use the preferred pronoun, I, I'm violating my conscience. I feel like I'm lying to that student. Uh, but if I don't, then I got to, you know, face the parents and face the principal because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm harming this child by not affirming them. So this is part of the struggle. You know, I struggled with this for a long time and I know teachers uh, out there right now are going through the same struggle. My personal response is I was very, very thoughtful and careful on how I phrased my sentences with these students. I would never use the pronouns. I wouldn't say he or she, I would always use the names, you know, Mikey or Tony or whatever, just to try to avoid that because, you know, I, I could have taken a stand one way or another, but this is how I I, I got through my day to day, but eventually I did file a formal complaint with the school board about all these teacher trainings and these policies that they're implementing. I filed a formal complaint, everything that is in my book, um, talking about, you know, it's actually harmful to children. You're actually kind of guilty of the things you're supposed to be teaching against. And, uh, they did respond and they said, we've decided not to investigate this claim. Wow. which was against themselves. So they're not investigating themselves. And that was that. So that's uh, when I decided to resign and, you know, move forward. So they're the ones literally giving the assignments and giving the mandatory education for teachers on these things. And you're saying, I got a problem with that. And they're going, we're not going to investigate what we've given you. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, the school board is responsible for that. You know, it's, it's like a hierarchy 
you know, you have the federal, then the state, and then, you know, the school district, school board, principal, et cetera. Um, so the buck stops with them in terms of our school district. And it's interesting to note that the Chicago school board is appointed 25 members. They're not elected. They're appointed. Uh, so you have, and it's always been that way. Wow. So you have, um, you know, the mayor is ultimately responsible for appointing school board members. And so, you know, you have just a, a cycle of these, you know, political ideologies going through and really no one knows it. Hard to change that when somebody's, a, you can't run for, like down here, I know you're elected to school board and I don't know what the percentages are around the country of how many are appointed versus elected. But um, do you encourage people to get involved? Like I've always thought it'd be kind of cool to get involved in the school board, but I didn't have kids in public school. And I was like, I, right, what are my chances? And I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm more busy doing what I do than I, I, I don't think I can take on anymore. But I would love to do that. It's like, that would be fun for me to take on that role and go, let's, let's jump in. Let's figure this out. Right. And, um, it's around, don't quote me on this. It's around 90% of school, school boards are elected around 10% are appointed, give or take. Um, but in terms of, you know, so how do you combat this issue? I mean, my person, based on my personal experience, I was homeschooled about half of my education and uh, with a biblical foundation. And I think that's the best starting point you can give a child is to raise them up in the ways of the Lord, uh, fear and admonition of the Lord. Um, but if, you know, for whatever reason, a family cannot do that, I do have suggestions in my book uh, about ways that you as a parent can be more involved in uh, your child's education, the school, to try to at least see things that are coming down the pipeline and you know, speak up and stand for, you know, morality. Um, but one thing I think is really big right now um, with schools are these special weeks, these special events, special programs, special speakers, which is common throughout the school year, right? You have a school assembly, you know, whatever special month you're going through, you know, a lot of schools recently just had Pride Week or the Transgender Day of Visibility. A lot of schools like Chicago Public Schools celebrate these things. And these are the things that students get really excited about because it's special. We get out of math today. We don't have to do science today. Awesome. You know, so they get really excited about whatever the topic is. You know, they get wristbands, they get pins, they get to draw pictures. Um, you know, they get to sign up for new clubs. And so these new special programs, if you're a parent out there with kids in schools, you need to pay special attention to these programs and these speakers and, you know, vet them, look into where they're coming from and what they stand for. Because this is a major way that, uh, you know, students are being indoctrinated today. How do you feel about, oh, I can't help but use the phrase, sending your kids off to war. I mean, I get it. Not everybody can get out of public school. So I always have a hard time, like, being dogmatic. Everybody should. It's like, oh, that's kind of hard. So, and I appreciated the list that you got of, man, all these things that you need to do. If, you're, if you are going to have kids in public school, here's what you need to do. Are we sending them off to war and what are their chances? Well, I can speak as a teacher um, and as a coach. My wife and I don't have children yet, so I can't really speak as a parent. But from a teacher's perspective, I certainly can. Uh, in my experience, teachers have total control over children at school, right? We are the authority figures. We're in charge of these students eight hours a day, five days a week, 180 days a year. They can't use the restroom unless I say so. They can't speak unless I say so. So to, and then 
So to think that a child, a five, even a 14-year-old child is going to be able to stand up to a teacher and fight these major battles, you know, I think that you're, you're, you're setting them up for failure. Um, not that God can't use a, a young person. Of course he can, but they're children. Um, yeah. I, I think that children should be protected. Um, and as a teacher, that's kind of why I spoke up against my school board because I was just trying to protect my, my students who I care about. Um, but I think that children need to be protected, instructed, um, and, you know, I, I think parents should, uh, kind of be the shield in that scenario. Wow. I'm curious, uh, online, what you guys are thinking as far as how many of you guys, uh, had your kids in public school and they've grown. What kind of influence do you think that had? Let, let me know in the comments. What, what influence do you think it had? How many of you said, no, I'm going to do homeschool or I'm going to do private school. And what kind of influence do you think that had? I'm, I'm right here across the street from Pensacola Christian Academy, where they do the Abeka program and my my oldest daughter, Stephanie, graduated from there. My second daughter, Angelina, graduated from there. My son is in 10th grade uh, there. And I'm, I'm, we're actually thinking about doing homeschool next year so we can have a few more opportunities to do some things. I've been been talking that Randy was like, yes, Eric, do it. It's great, man. You'll spend more time with your son. He'll travel with you on trips. You'll have a great time bonding. And I'm like, he and I would both really enjoy that. That would be a whole lot of fun. So, um, but I'm curious where you guys are at on that, on the, on the, public school versus private school. So let me know uh, what your thoughts are. And then while you're doing that, I'll read those. John, can you tell the story? You share it in the book. Actually, you go through a lot of examples in the book of of what the school is, how the school is trying to paint parents that stand up even for their children in the public in the public sector. Can you, there's one story, I don't know if you remember which one it is. There's a story in there uh, about a 15-year-old girl and what happened to her. Right. So this, uh, I believe the story you're, you're talking about, I think came from Loudoun County in Virginia, which has been, you know, the center of controversy for a couple of years now. That's always seems something is going on in that school district. But, um, so yeah, I, I may, I'm going to try to get the details as right as possible. So there was a, uh, a student, a boy, a high school boy who was transgender and identified as, as a girl and, assaulted a girl in the girl's restroom, right? A biological boy assaulted a girl. Um, the girl goes home, tells her father, and the father approaches the school. The school never notified the father. Um, school said there was no record of this happening. So at, at a local school board, the next school board meeting, the father went to the meeting to kind of speak out and say, you know, what's going on? You guys are, you dropped the ball here. My, my daughter was assaulted in your school and you're denying it. You're saying that didn't happen. Uh, and you can imagine he was irate, um, and I think justifiably so. And uh, the father ended up getting arrested at the meeting. It was publicly embarrassed, um, carried out. Um, and it turns out as time went on that I believe now that superintendent is um, facing some legal issues because of the kind of cover-up that was going on. So, but, uh, you know, so think of what that father and that daughter went through. Not only was she assaulted, but then he was arrested, publicly embarrassed in his community nationally. Um, and it turns out he was right all along, of course. So that's just one story. And there are other examples throughout the country. But if you guys might remember in the fall of 2021, the National School Board Association wrote their letter to President Biden asking him to you know, deploy the, the FBI, the DOJ, Homeland Security 
to kind of put a stop to these parents speaking out at school boards, saying that the parents were basically being domestic terrorists. If you guys remember that? Yes. Uh, A.G. Garland kind of backed them up a couple of days later with his own letter. So that was in the fall of 2021. So, I mean, you have the most powerful agencies in the country getting behind this movement to just basically keep parents out of it. Um, and just give us your children and parents get out of the way sort of thing. So, you know, it's, it's not a small thing. This is, it goes all the way to the, you know, the most powerful agencies that our country has. You know, there's uh, and it's not only happened in the United States. We've watched the, the public education system used as a programming tool in other countries as well. I, I, I can't get into that now. Maybe in, in a few minutes with our partners, we can talk a little bit about that, John, because that is, it's unbelievable what's happening. We're watching it happen again. Uh, unfortunately, I need to do this book. I say, unfortunately, fortunately, I need to do this book giveaway. But then Facebook, YouTube, uh, podcast listeners and television audience, I got to let you go. I'm sorry. If you want to join us for the rest of the content, the rest of the show, and to get access to all the shows we've done, come on over to creationtoday.org slash partner and partner with us. Uh, this book, Conflicted, is uh, John's first book. It really is enlightening. You're going to want to check it out. If I call your name, you have to send me an email comments at creationtoday.org is where you're going to send the email comments at creationtoday.org if i call your name so watching on the creation today facebook page um uh phineas david israel williams i couldn't tell if phineas was your your mascot or if that's your name i'm sorry i don't i think of phineas and verbs when i read that genesis movie facebook uh page uh zeph you got to get names I can pronounce here, Amanda. Uh, it looks like maybe Venezuela, Valenzuela. Uh, Jeff, if that's you or if that sounds like you, send, a, send an email to comments at creationtoday.org. You just want a copy of the book. And then uh, Lubery Lubser. These are real people, right? I'm not making fun of you. That, that's like Lubery Lubser. Okay, on my Facebook page and on YouTube, uh, Brittany Russell. Uh, Brittany Russell, she was the colonel from the town of the original K uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, those of you who got that, please send an email to uh, comments at creationtoday.org. And then from our partners right here, guys, we've got your information. But John Armstrong, you want it today, buddy. You got conflicted. We'll be sending that to you. If I called your name on social media, please send me an email, comments at creationtoday.org. If you didn't win the book today, you need to buy it. I'm telling you, chapter four is powerful. We're about to go into more of what's actually going on in the public education system, some of the things that they're teaching uh, right now. So come on over to creationtoday.org or go ahead and order your copy of the book to learn more about this. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Next week is going to be, I believe, a fantastic show. Uh, I want to explore what Darwin never actually saw himself. We're going to go into the microscopic world. Uh, it's um, a conversation with a friend of mine named Chris, Chris Ashcraft, and he goes into the, in, under the microscope. We're going to be looking under the microscope. Your mind is going to be blown as you realize Darwin never saw any of this, thought all this was simple life forms that could evolve by themselves over time. Nothing could be further from the truth. You look under a microscope, it's once again a death blow to the evolution worldview. So you can join me for exploring what Darwin never saw with Chris, Chris Ashcraft 
uh, next Wednesday at noon right here. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I look forward to seeing you next week or over at creationtoday.org.